You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. For too long, the process of finding the right influencer for your brand has been endless, mindless, soul-crushing scrolling. And then once you find the one, they don't even move the needle. Well, Hashtag Paid is putting an end to all of that. They're the first matchmaking tool for brands and creators. With Hashtag Paid, the process is three incredibly simple steps. Build your campaign, pick from 10 creators, hit the launch button, and bask in success. Hashtag Paid is basically a dating service for brands and influencers. Instead of dinner and overpriced drinks, you'll get ROI and a partner your audience trusts. Check them out at the link in the show notes. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Everyone's talking about TikTok. That's what I love about this industry. When one growth spigot closes, we're rushing, we're exploring new channels, and the last 18 months have all been about TikTok. Organic, top of funnel growth, going viral, and increasingly, I'm seeing a ton around paid TikTok. So I'm gonna be honest, I actually don't know shit about paid TikTok, but there is one person I know that does, David Herman, he's my guest today from Herman Digital. And David's a bit of a silent stinger, you're not gonna find him on a lot of podcasts, but I've watched him as a media buyer and car chase enthusiast, actually, on Twitter for years now. And David's in the weeds on Facebook, now TikTok. He works with killer brands left and right. And he's the type of guy that actually barely needs a website, but is always booked with great clients. So recently I saw you ramping up your tweets about TikTok, uh, and I figured it'd be good to bring you on the show. So David, awesome to, to finally have you here. Absolutely, happy to be here. Yeah, so let's start with your agency. Do you call it an agency? I call it a collective group because it's four of us and we are all ex-agency kind of people. Um, we came from that world and we all were like, you know what, we, we all want to do our own freelance gigs. And so no one's W2, anybody else. We all have clients outside, but we basically come together as just really good at what we do in our craft and we help each other. So if, you know, I can help something with, you know, somebody on something and vice versa. And if somebody needs to take some time off, someone steps in to help. And that's kind of how we've done it. And uh, it's been awesome. We've done this now for going on four years now wow. or I've done it like this. So before that, I was really just freelancing by myself and then realized I never was taking days off and I was getting married and having kids and all that kind of stuff. You're like, ah, I, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. That's awesome. So what types of brands do you guys work with? Uh, you know, what channels do you own all that? Yeah. So we work pretty much in both the mobile app space as well as the D2C space. So a lot of direct to consumer brands, our specialty is typically brands that have already proven product market fit that have sort of crest into that, you know, 50 to $75,000 media spends and up sort of like once they've kind of taken it out of doing it themselves and they're like, okay, we're, we're ready to kind of take it to the next level. And that's where we kind of take over. We work with a couple of brands that spend over 1.5 million a month in media spends. And so, you know, we work across Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, YouTube. We do Google ads, but you know, typically we always recommend having a Google ad service doing that by themselves just because of the beast that it is. But we do it, um, but it's just not our bread and butter. Got it. So if you're spending half a million plus a year on ads as a brand, you must be doing 
what, $5 million and higher in top-line revenue? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the brand, right? Um, yeah. Like, we work with a few growth brands that they recognize what they're doing, and their return is a lot less than that, but they're yeah. trying to outbeat the market, right? Yeah. yeah. It just really depends. And that's why I like working with so many different brands. We've got some venture-backed companies we work with. We've got some private equity firms that are behind them. And then we've got some bootstrap guys. And yeah. uh, we work with one bootstrap company that you know we took equity in. We're just like, let's come in and not charge a fee per se per month, but instead do a little bit of equity play just because we believe in the product, right? Nice. And so it just kind of depends on on that. And you know we're pretty picky about who we work with because at the end of the day, we're working with these people pretty consistently. And we don't like getting rid of clients. Some brands we've worked with, I have one brand I've worked with since 2014. And so it's for us, it's we want to be a partner and not just an agency or collective group of people working with you. Yeah, I love that philosophy. So look, it's kind of been an interesting like year and year and a half in media buying, right? Like, you know, for some of the listeners that are a little bit less in the weeds like you, what sort of changes and, and what has that, you know, impact been like for you? I would say that it has been a roller coaster of emotions is probably the best way to say it because, you know, we're ramping up for it. We're all ready for this change and then it happens. And it was sort of like, okay, that's it. So we just lost distribution. Okay. What it really forced us to do, and, and this, I guess, this is sort of the benefit of what our group is, is that we were so in the weeds with all of our clients ahead of time and, and preparing them for an unknown future. But we kind of set things up ahead of time where we were already kind of focused on one day click returns. And we were focused on looking at thumb stop rates for creative and looking at landing page optimizations and things like that. So for us, while the attribution within these channels has become super muddy, our tactics haven't really changed because we weren't really, we weren't day trading a lot. Like we were doing that back in 2012, 2013, 2014, but years it's kind of become less and less. So in that regard, it's become a little bit easier. And honestly, like, yeah, there's peaks and valleys. So there's always peaks and valleys. And the mindset of this, that's really kind of, in my opinion, has helped us is we don't look at day over day numbers and freak out, but every client we work with just trusts us and you know, that we deliver. So that's, great. that's really what we've been doing. So You know what's funny is if someone just caught that segment, they wouldn't know if we're talking about the stock market or, or Facebook. It's not the same thing though, right? It really yeah. is. I always tell people we day trade people's attention, right? Yeah. I think it's a Gary Vaynerchuk quote that from years ago that it always stuck with me because I was like, that's really true. That's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, that's fascinating. Nice. So I saw the other day that you tweeted that you've been exploring TikTok for three years now. Yes. Right? That's like super early. Yeah. So put it this way. Um, perks of living in Los Angeles is you get to be around, meet people and do things that normally you wouldn't, and you know, maybe New York, same way, Austin now. But I had a colleague that went to go work for ByteDance here in LA and you know she just kept telling me like hey we're you know we're coming out with an ad product and it kind of got me excited and then ironically my church was in the same building that TikTok was in in, in the city and so I was like oh this is very convenient so I was able to get connected with the right people kind of ahead of time and uh it was November of 2018 my friend Nick Sharma who probably you guys know he was representing some TikTok creators. I was like, hey, I have this rep at TikTok and we're trying to figure out if this thing is going to work. Can you and I do a deal together? 
and you know, TikTok ads manager wasn't even a thing, really a thing there, but it was very not like you could do the very bare minimum. And so we placed this ad, we had to get confirmation from the TikTok rep, like, yes, it went live. And we're like, okay, what next? And they're like, we'll let you know within a week, like the results. And they sent this Love like ESV spreadsheet with like, it had, you know, 113,800 impressions and it generated 717 link clicks. And you're like, that's it. That's all we got. Um, and like, well, you wow. know, what was interesting about it was, you know, I watched the, the creator post about it and I was like, this is intriguing to me, not so much from the tactic of media buying, but just what TikTok was becoming. And obviously COVID really excelled this attention with TikTok, but it was just watching and seeing like, okay, if they are developing an ad platform and their algorithm is so good at finding people and it doesn't really use a pixel to do that this is intriguing, which is how this is going to go. And, and so that's what really got my attention perked with the platform. And throughout 2019, you know, I kept in touch with the team as they were working on the platform and I would try a little beta tests for them here and there. And then 2020 is really when the self-serve ad platform really became a thing. And I was on it right away. We would put, you know, two, three, four grand a day in these tests and try it. And we saw results. This was like, right as COVID was hitting, we were seeing really good results from this platform at like 70 cent CPMs for D2C brands. We're like, okay, this is like Facebook 2011, 2012 all over again, but we didn't know what kind of creative to make, right? We were still trying to figure that out. And so through that, it's just kind of been steadily an increase from there. And I've been able to get more and more brands to buy into it now that Facebook is attributions terrible and people are kind of jumping ship. So, so when you say in those early days of TikToks that the results were really strong and the CPMs were low. Like, did you see that they were clicking through? Were these for D2C brands and, and purchases were happening or people were clicking yeah. through? And Yeah, yeah, we were seeing sales were being reported. This was even, this was pre-iOS 14, right? So this, yeah. we were still able to see a lot of this attribution and we were able to look within, you know, Shopify and see referral, UTM, TikTok. Oh, nice. And what was in, the most intriguing about it was the time on site was higher than it was on Facebook ads. And that's what really kind of perked my interest. Like, okay, you'd think it would be less because it just doesn't know about the customer. And we started to, um, for one brand, I started experimenting with hooks. I was like, all right, what if I did a hook where I called somebody out? Because in theory, that's how the algo works for TikTok. And so I'm like, what if it works for the ad network? And sure enough, it was working. We're like, okay. This just changed the game. And, you know, full on, I still run Facebook ads. I still yeah, do course. everything. But it just is, is exciting to me as a marketer, but also as a user of this platform to be able to find products that I like based on my user habits, because I feel like Facebook has become less and less in line with that as, as all the iOS stuff's gone on. So Interesting. So you said that there was less targeting when you first started on TikTok. So what... Like if someone hasn't tried ads through self-serve on TikTok, what sort of targeting options do you have? So right now it's actually getting better and better. Their interest target. So what they do is they've got, you know, your standard interest targets like Facebook, but you can get pretty granular with a lot of the interest targets. So as Facebook has removed tons and tons of interests over the last couple of months, it seems like TikTok sort of ramped it up. You can talk like, you know, you can get down to like, home improvement stores or, you know, things like that. 
But what's interesting is you can also target things on behavioral settings. You can target things on video consumption, what people are watching. And then you can get as far down as hashtags they're using, which it's crazy that Instagram never did this. Like yeah. one of the best ways of targeting in platform would be hashtags. And so is it work and crush it? No, but it, it's a good for niche brands using the hashtags is, is a good tactic because at least you're getting in front of the right people if you're targeting moms of TikTok and you're going after moms. Totally, totally. Right? So that, we can do that. And then in addition to that, they have lookalike audiences. They have, uh, it's in beta right now, but it's a, a premium audience that uh, TikTok compiles in the back end based off what people are clicking on ads. So oh, interesting. if they're clicking on accessories, high-end accessories, we can actually build an audience to target based off high-end accessories audiences. Wow. And now just recently in beta is their uh, their business account audiences, which is based off organic. So you can fa- target the following of your TikToks. Um, you can target organic uh, video consumption and things like that. Oh, interesting, interesting. I think, you know, it's, it's funny, the hashtag thing, you know, playing with TikTok a little bit, it feels like hashtag is a big part of all this. So the, the ability to target off that it seems like something that's so basic, but it's so powerful. Yeah. And again, that's why I'm just always shocked that Instagram never developed that. And you also can't target your followers of Instagram. You can target people that engage with the platform, but you can't target your specific followers. And it's a, But you can on Facebook. So there's just these nuanced little things you're like, it's almost like the product team at TikTok came from Facebook and realized what they were doing wrong and like, Hey, we're going to go do all of this. That's great. <laughs> I love that. So with the, the ads for TikTok, are you just taking, you know, the, the actual organic TikToks that your brands are posting or are these actually like net new creatives that you're trying? Both. Every brand we work with, we make sure that they have a TikTok strategy um, because they need it. And oftentimes what that means is they hire creators to post organically for them. And it's, it's a channel that we're just like, you have to do it. And so we will kind of give people direction. So we have that, and that's where we turn on what we call Spark Ads, right? It's a, it's a little string of code that you upload in the back end. It's really seamless, it's really easy to do. But then in addition to that, we do a lot of um, uh, dark posts, which are you know just uploading ads, and we do lots of hook, t- hook testing. So we're testing three hooks at a time, the same creative, but different hooks. We're measuring it on view watch rate, as well as our hook rates. And it's the same thing that you, know, you do on Facebook. It's a little bit different in terms of the timing, but that's how we're measuring things. And then in addition to that, I have a friend that I basically hired during the pandemic. He got laid off his job and I was like, hey, I want you just to start finding and reaching out to creators for me on TikTok, just for my brands, and I'll pay you to do it. And he's like, cool, I'll, I'm on it. And I knew that the TikTok creator exchange was there, but what it occurred to me was, the people that are, that are going on TikTok Creator Exchange are already kind of like, they either have an agent or right. they kind of, they're already valuing themselves in a certain way where they're focused on ads. And I was like, I want to find more authentic people that are talking about our product, pay them a, a monthly contract and get them signed up for long-term, not just like one-offs, but like, I want these people to be brand evangelists for us in this platform. And sure enough, like we've got a couple and, one of the creators for one of our brands, we've been running her ads as dark posts on Facebook and it's the best ad we've run in months. You know, this is just some random person we found on TikTok that had no idea she was good at content creation, but she's great. And 
she's getting paid, you know, $1,500 a month to do two pieces of creative for us. And it's like, she's happy. She's like, Hey, I already buy your product. Sure. I'll, I'll happily do it. So, you know, it's, it's, I love it because it's creating a creator economy. That's helping a lot of these people get extra income by doing something they're already good at. Um, and so that's what we've also been able to ramp up in this time frame. So I love it. So, you know, if you were to try to convince someone who's listening that maybe is active on TikTok, hasn't spent on TikTok, like any, any tips or things that, you know, you want to make sure that everyone walks away with, or even maybe just why they need a TikTok strategy. You know, and it's, it's funny because a lot of people will just po- poke fun and go, oh, you know, I'm not going to jump on TikTok because that's where all the kids are. I will challenge that because I've got a brand that my best dad is of a 50 plus year old dude talking about older men problems and it works on TikTok and it's working very well. And you look at our breakdowns and it's 55 plus who are engaging with it. And again, is it the same level of audience of Facebook? By no means. Like it's a lot, maybe 15 to 20 million of that age demo that are engaging, but it's at least additional revenue that you could be driving But I always challenge people to go, you have to be creative. And if you don't have the skill set and you don't know how to do it, hire somebody that knows how to do it because every brand can be done through TikTok. Here in Los Angeles, I've seen local like plumbing people post on TikTok what like crazy plumbing stories. They're getting people calling them to come over and do like it's all about how you make it interesting, right? And I think so many people are they're so driven by, oh, well, I've just been doing static ads on Facebook for nine years and I get my leads and that's what's worked. Sure, keep doing that, go for it. But if you want to engage with another platform, know that uh, TikTok is a video first creative platform that has an attention span of two seconds. So if you can't articulate your story and what you want within seven seconds, you're gonna have a really difficult time, uh, let alone a minute. But I have seen minute ads work. so. Again, it's all about how you get that attention span because the way that the auction works is based off how long you're, you are consuming that piece of content and because that's how the organic works, right? So if, if you see that your video watch time of a 15 second video is nine seconds, TikTok's going to go, oh, wow. Okay, let's serve it to more people, right? So that's how it works. So it's the zeitgeist. Everybody's talking about it. It's the cool kid in the room, just like Facebook and Instagram were before. Unfortunately, you go where people go. You know, that's why I say at least give it a shot. No, it's fascinating. I think there's a ton of gold in here. So David, appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit of the the background and evolution into TikTok and and I can feel your excitement about it. So really appreciate you coming on, man. You bet. Happy to help. Awesome.